Good morning. Uh, will you all please stand with me as we read God's word this morning? All together, please. Rejoice, heavens, for the Lord has acted. Shout, depths of the earth. Break out into singing, mountains, forests, and every tree in it. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and glorifies himself through Israel. All right, let's worship Jesus Christ together. Praise the Lord, his mercy is more, stronger than darkness through every morn, our sins they are many, his mercy is the vilest, the poor. Our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. Praise the Lord, His mercy is more. Stronger than darkness, new every morn, our sins they are many, His mercy is His blood was the payment, his life was the cost. We stood neath the debt we could never afford. This is the good news. Our sins, they are many, his mercy is gone. Praise his name. Praise the Lord. His mercy is more. 
about our church and uh, they should be able to answer those questions for you. Um, Hebron Baptist Church exists to help each one of us to take our next step in Christ and if that uh, next step may be uh, to accept Christ as your Savior, uh, it might be to get connected with other believers to grow through a uh, through a life group or perhaps a D group, a, a discipleship group to, uh, to, for accountability. Uh, whatever your next step is, uh, we want to help you make that step. And uh, also this morning, uh, we're going to be praying. Uh, I invite you to join with me as we pray. Uh, we're going to be praying for ourselves. We're going to be praying for our church. And we're also going to be praying for submissions. Uh, so please join me in prayer this morning. Father, as uh, we are gathered together here to, uh, to worship, we pray that, uh, first of all, that uh, we may, might be mindful of our core value of biblical faithfulness. Uh, Father, you have given us your word uh, to be a guide and uh, to direct us in our lives. And Father, we, we uh, know that... Uh, you desire for us to live a life that would be not only glorifying and honoring to you, but, Father, even a blessing to ourselves. And uh, we find the way to do that in your word. You have given us your word as a guide uh, for us, and we pray that uh, we might find our direction by studying your word. Father, we also pray this morning for Mosaic Multicultural Church and London, England. Uh, we pray for that work that is just beginning over there. We pray that you would uh, would bless Alex Brito as, uh, as he leads that group. And Father, uh, help them to be the, the light in London and uh, even sending out uh, individuals throughout the world uh, to be a light of the gospel and to spread the gospel word. Uh, Father, we thank you for this past week of uh, Vacation Bible School. We thank you for the success that we had. Uh, we thank you for the, uh, those who made profession of Christ. And we pray that uh, you would continue to work in their lives, that they might grow in Christ and become, uh, become uh, again, witnesses for you, that others might come to know Christ as Savior. And for those who... Uh, who maybe didn't make a decision, but Father certainly heard the gospel. We pray that the Spirit of God might continue to work in their lives, that they might come to know and trust Jesus Christ as their Savior as well. And Father, we, uh, we just ask you that uh, you would forgive us where we have fallen short. Uh, we have many times violated your word. We have, we have gone against it. And Father, we just pray that you uh, through your spirit, you might strengthen us and help us to, to be the sort of people and uh, to live the life that you would have us to live in this world, that uh, we would glorify you and that we might be the witnesses that you would have us to be. Uh, Father, we thank you that Jesus has died for us, that uh, all of those sins that we have committed have been paid for, and that we uh, need only to uh, seek to live to honor you. For it's in Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Reading from John chapter 16, verses 31 through 33. Jesus responded to them, Do you now believe? 
Indeed, an hour is coming and has come when each of you will be scattered to his own home, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world, but be courageous. I have conquered the world. Amen. And we have much confidence and reason to be courageous, because indeed God is for us. Would you stand to your feet and let's sing that truth together.
Well, let's continue to worship together as we go into a time of hearing from God's word. Make this your prayer. Renewing our faith, 
morning, open your copy of God's Word to Psalms 25. We are going through a series through the Psalms this summer. Uh, we're going uh, just as someone would made a particular mixtape for you back in the day. God has made a whole book of songs, songs and poems and writings for you. Today we want to look and see how the truth of God is buried in these psalms that we learn more about him, but it answers the cries and anguishes of our hearts. And today, we're going to look at Psalm 25 and see the God who is good. If you want to turn in your copy of God's Word or page 483 in the Pew Bible, uh, if you want to follow along in the translation that I am reading from. But chapter 25, or uh, Psalm 25 in verse 1, Lord, I appeal to you. My God, I trust in you. Do not let me be disgraced. Do not let my enemies gloat over me. No one who waits for you will be disgraced. Those who act treacherously without cause will be disgraced. Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. I wait for you all day long. Remember, Lord, your compassion and your faithful love, for they have existed from antiquity. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my acts of rebellion. In keeping with your faithful love, remember me because of your goodness, Lord. The Lord is good and upright. Therefore, he shows sinners the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the, Lord, all the Lord's ways show faithful love and truth to those who keep his covenant and decrees. Lord, for the sake of your name, forgive my iniquity, for it is immense. Who is this person who fears the Lord? He will show him the way he, he should choose. He will live a good life, and his descendants will inherit the land. The secret counsel of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he reveals his covenant to them. My eyes are always on the Lord, for he will pull my feet out of the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am alone and afflicted. The distresses of my heart increase Bring me out of my sufferings. Consider my affliction and trouble and forgive all my sins. Consider my enemies, they are numerous and they hate me violently. Guard me and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame for I take refuge in you. May integrity and what is right watch over me for I wait for you. God redeem Israel from all its distresses. Heavenly Father, we come to you through the psalm of David that you inspired and wrote by his hand. We come to you wanting to see your son Jesus alive in it. We want to see hope for our lives in it. We want to see a new life that you create in us through it. And God, at the end of today, we pray that we would never be the same again, changed by your word and led by the Spirit. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thirteen years ago, just two weeks ago, Franklin was born. And what an exciting time. My first Father's Day, he was born on Father's Day 13 years ago. Sarah has not 
matched that present since. But the years to follow, the few years to follow, became a very dark time for us, a difficult time. Some of you know, some of you don't know, that it was during that time that we could not conceive another child. And for many things, many ways, we went to try to find the answers for this. And we went to a doctor there in Virginia, and, and they threw a bunch of medicine at Sarah, and, and it made Sarah feel awful. Her hair was falling out at times, and, and it was just a very hard, difficult time. And in the midst of that, we were then in the process, not too long after that, and moving here to Hebron. And and all of those emotions, all of those things that were going on, we just went to the Lord and say, Lord, where are you? This is all in your hands and we commit it to you. Have you ever had a where are you, Lord, moment? Where are you, Lord? Where are you? What is, what is going on here? What, school is not what it's supposed to be. You told me to be faithful and it's not, it's not going the way I thought it would go. God, this job, this is where you led me. I know this is where you want me to be, but God, where are you in the midst of this? God, my health is not where it's supposed to be. I have been faithful for many years, but right now I know my health is not going to get any better. Where are you, God? Where are you, God? Well, this is where we find David in this psalm. Later in life, we see that David was looking for these answers. Lord, I appeal to you. He's saying, I lift up my soul. I am looking to you for answers. And obviously, this is a very dark time in David's life. Commentators and scholars go back and forth. It's where David wrote this in his life. It could have been just after he sinned with Bathsheba and murdered her husband Uriah these events led later on in his life for his son Absalom leading a revolt against him it could have been earlier in his life when Saul and his army was coming after him but wherever this was David's situation was not going well in verses 2 through 3 his enemies want nothing more than to see him dead in verse 19, they hate David. In verse 25, it describes that his feet has already been caught in a net. In verse 17, it's getting worse and not better. In verse uh, 5, 8, 9, 12, 14, God, David is repeatedly asking for help from God because he's confused in this mess that he is. David is not a young man anymore. He's not a new believer. He's older now. Now, why is this important to note? Because it doesn't matter how long you walk with the Lord, there are always going to be difficult times and hardships in life. Being a Christian, believing in the gospel, doesn't exempt you from bad things happening to you. In fact, Jesus said things will get harder. Peter wrote in his first epistle he said in chapter 4 verse 12 dear friends don't be surprised when the fiery ordeal comes among you to test you 
as if something unusual were happening to you. This is a direct quote to him. This is something we should not be surprised about, Peter says. He was writing to a church in a time that very difficult things were going on. According to Cornelius Tacitus, the Roman emperor historian, a Roman empire historian, he is writing and saying that Christians were being accused of all sorts of false things, that Emperor Nero at the time were, were uh, putting uh, skins of beasts on them, putting them to death. They were being por- torn abar- apart by dogs. They were being nailed to crosses. They were l- being lit on fire alive to light up their parties at night Christians were being abused and facing difficult ordeals now prayerfully you are not going through that right now you may not have enemies hunting you like David did you may not be wanting to take your own life but you will still have difficult trials and difficult times in your life but what was David's response he wasn't giving up his faith he was turning to God for answers God I am lifting my soul to you to gaze on you to get answers for this time in my life God I need you Sometimes this difficulty we face makes it hard to look for God. But friends, it is in the Bible, in these words that we see that God is all the one that we can trust in these difficult times in our life. The proper way to respond to difficult circumstances is turning to God because then you will see and you can claim God is good. God is good. That is the message that we hear David saying in the midst of this. Remember me because of your goodness, Lord. The Lord is good. Even in these difficult times, we can claim God is good. In this passage, we're going to look and read together and see that there are three reasons that we can trust God in difficult times. So if you're taking notes on your bulletin or on your phones, number one, we can trust God through difficulty because he will guide us. We can trust God through difficulty because he will guide us. Verses one through five, we see that it all begins with surrendering to God's guidance. A Christian life begins with faith and surrender when we come to christ we respond by surrendering to his way we must take all that we have all of our past present and future and lift it to the lord and to say here it is lord lead me and that is what david does beginning in verse one when he says that i am lifting to surrender i am lifting my soul to you lord David doesn't just surrender. What does he say? God, teach me, lead me, guide me. Just over these verses, he says, God, uh, make your ways known to me. Teach me your paths. Let me not be disgraced. Guide me in your truth. Teach me, for I wait for you all the day long. 
You see, David is saying what we should say in the midst of trial. God, don't bring me to shame, but help me to trust in you. Verse 4, teach me is the path. In in verse 5, he pled that Yahweh would cause him to walk in truth. David and us should plead to God in difficult circumstances that we would not just do what we feel and not just do what we want, but do what God wants us to do. Do with what is right and true and lovely and do what God has called us to do. The truth is, none of us know have a clue what to do with our lives, when we, especially in difficult situations. None of us have wisdom and knowledge to lead ourselves into what is right. The reason there are so many references that David uses to waiting here is because we know that we need the Lord to guide us in his truth. And the Lord's goal is not just to lead us into any direction, but to lead us to a person to lead us to his son Jesus to there we find life and truth and wisdom and knowledge and guidance to our life following the leadership of the Lord is about keeping Jesus central to our lives James says now if any of you lack wisdom he should ask God who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly and it will be given to him you know when we're going through difficult times it is often our first step to do things our way to choose the inferior path to do what feels right instead of trusting God for guidance there was a, a plane that there was a man in this plane and, and the stewardess quietly came to her and came to him and said sir it is my understanding that you served in the military and our pilot has become deathly ill and so I'm asking you to come please help us in the cockpit that someone might guide us and guide you to say guide us all to safety and so the man goes up to the front of the cockpit and he's talking with people in the tower and talking to people to get advice and and after a while some man just comes up to the door and starts to give advice so you know flip that switch and take that altitude and and move that button and finally the guy was he's trying to listen he gets frustrated he said sir if you know how to fly this plane he said he said why don't you do it he said i don't know how to do a thing but i just thought you need some help isn't this what we often do in the times of difficulty we choose someone who knows the partial truth half truth worldly truth even ourselves instead of the guidance of God we want someone guiding us who knows what they're doing and we don't it's only God who knows and has all the pieces of the puzzle it's only God who has true and perfect wisdom therefore we must come to him for guidance in our life 
John Piper observed and said, it may be suddenly seem reasonable that you put your own wisdom above the wisdom of God and the choices of your everyday life is not only an insult to him, but suicide for you. The only way to salvation is to trust the true God, not an imagined, imaginary half-God who offers merciful forgiveness and unacceptable advice. How often do we do that, brother or sister? If you're going through a difficult time right now, you need to stop looking for worldly wisdom and look for heavenly wisdom. You can trust God in what you are going through. And God is telling us and telling you that he wants to guide you and you can trust him during difficult times. Number two, we can trust God through difficulty because his compassion and his goodness. We can trust God through difficulty because of his compassion and goodness. Verse 8 and 9, well, verse 7, do not remember the sins of my youth or the acts of my rebellion in keeping with your faithful love. Remember me because of your goodness, Lord. The Lord is good and upright. Therefore, he shows sinners the right way. He leads the humble to what is right. All the Lord's ways show faithful love and truth to those who keep his covenant and decrees. The Lord, for the sake of your name, forgive my iniquity for what is immense. Verse 15, my eyes are always on the Lord, for he will pull my feet out of the net. Brother, sister, why can we trust God in difficult times? Because he is good. He is good to us even when we don't deserve it. Even when we're the one who walked in the middle of the mess. Even when we're the ones who took the wrong advice and not his. God is good. Let us not forget, it is not just a prayer we throw up at night. God is great. Or before we eat, God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. We, they didn't just look for a word to rhyme with food. They're trusting in the truth and character of God that he is immeasurably good. That his plans are good, his purposes are good, his character is good, and he's working good things for those he loves. Verses 8 and 9 give us a much-needed confidence of the pursuit of following God, that if we follow him or humble ourselves, he will lead us. He wants us to follow him and always trust him because he is good and upright and he is faithful to forgive our God shows love to sinners this way that God is good and faithful and patient and kind that he has promised to help in verse 15 David says my eyes are always on the Lord because he pulls my feet from the net oh how good a God that takes us from traps and troubles and things that we have walked into ourselves. Friends, if we maybe have listened 
to the words of Satan or the accusations of the world or the charges of our enemies or the, the things that have attacked our very soul, that it, it is very hard sometimes for us to see that what we are going through, God will use for good. But friends, continue to look at the goodness of God. If we doubt this in any way, all we have to do is to look at the cross of Jesus Christ. While we were enemies, Christ died for us. That while we were rebels, Christ came, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, and rose again three days later. It is in this goodness of God that he did not remember the sins of our youth or the acts of rebellion. In keeping with his faithful love, he sent us Jesus Christ. And he is good. Friends, we can continue to look on the goodness of God and know that he loves us. So brother and sister, if you're going through a conflict often and maybe regularly, you need to pause and remember God is good. That God will get you out of the net. That he has not remembered you. He will not put you to shame. He will not disgrace you as the psalmist prayed. Brother, sister, how often do you pause and remember that God is good? This is what David did. Calvin observed of this when he, when he read this. He said, pausing for a little as if it were in prosecution of his prayers he exercises his thoughts David does in meditation upon the goodness of God that he, he may be returned with renewed ardor to prayer David therefore desirous to encourage himself to perseverance speaks to himself and affirms that God is good and upright that gathering new strength by meditating on this truth he may return with the more alacrity to prayer. What is Calvin saying? He's saying David paused and renewed and restored and strengthened when he meditated on the goodness of God. Friends, we are bombarded daily with bad news. From CNN to Fox News, weather and traffic reports, creditors, doctors, Bosses, busybodies, foes, and friends. When we listen to the world, no wonder we're anxious. No, we're, no wonder we're worried. But the antidote to this is that we meditate on the goodness of God. To maintain a hopeful, helpful, thankful heart is that we should look on the goodness of God. It's a result so easy to fall prey to worry in our life and about the future. We often succumb to negative thoughts and complaining attitude and, and arduous worry, replaying the what-ifs that could happen, but instead we have an, an unmovable truth that God is good. That no matter what happens, God will love us and care for us. And when we remember God is good, we are encouraged to face any difficulty ahead. 
which leads to number three we can trust God through difficulty because his grace and deliverance we can trust God through difficulty because of his grace and deliverance verse 16 turn to me gracious to me for I alone and afflict I'm alone and afflicted the distresses of my heart increase bring me out of sufferings consider my affliction and trouble and forgive all my sins consider my enemies they are numerous and they hate me violently guard me and rescue me do not let me be put to shame for I take refuge in you may integrity and what is right watch over me I will wait for you David prayed and was depending on God for grace and deliverance while we are asking for wisdom and guidance from God and meditating on his goodness it's okay to ask for deliverance it's okay to ask God to take me from this there is no deliverance apart from the working of the Lord back to David's story David is eventually he is eventually delivered he's restored to the throne but he, there was a lot of pain and heartache. His son was killed in battle. He went through depression, but God delivered him. And friends, it is good for God's people to pray for deliverance. It's good for God's people to pray for God to have mercy and grace on us. It's, it's good for God's people to be reminded that we need him. That these battles are, are not with, fought with chariots and horses as the Old Testament tells us, but by the hand of God. That we go to the one who has the answers and who fights for us is a promise and truth that we should go to him. A biblical commentator said this, the child of God needs protection from enemies because their mockery is cruel, their treachery is unpredictable. Emotional dangers also warrant God's help, but God's people also need refuge from the less obvious enemies of their own, sinful and dishonest hearts. That relief can be supplied only by a gracious God who forgives sins. Forgiveness is not conditional on dutiful service of sacrifices, instead entirely on God's steadfast love David talks about this three times the third time here in Psalm 25 he says take away my sins in verse 18 uh, David's sin was the focus of 18 and 19 and several other places this understanding that David knew that there must be the grace of God to fight for him and it's through this grace that we are delivered from the punishment of our sins that through the grace of God that sometimes he keeps us from the consequences of our stupid mistakes that we need deliverance from God and trusting in him to fight our battles David asked for protection and deliverance in verse 20 returning to the request he had made in verse 2 to not be put to shame it is in this that we as God's people need to be reminded that God is faithful to protect us and we need to pray for his deliverance. I love missionary biographies and stories and I encourage you to read them. John Patton is a great one. 
that you should read. He is a missionary to the New Hebrides Islands. And there's a part in his ministry that he was at the mission station and, and uh, that the patents were in uh, the, uh, the uh, group, the people group there was intent on killing him and other Christians in the area and they were surrounded. They were wanting to uh, burn the patents and, 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 and hurt everyone that was along with them and so one night it was for sure that the local tribe was was bearing down on their house and that he would they were going to be killed they would not survive the night the next morning the sun came up and the tribe was gone within a year the chief of that tribe was converted to christ and Patton asked the chief what had happened and kept them from burning down their house and killing them. And the chief responded, well, we couldn't because of all the men that you had there with you. He said, say that again. Maybe there's a translation or maybe there's something wrong here. Say that again. Because of all the men that you had there. Patton knew that there was no men present, but the chief reported that they had seen hundreds of big men in shining garments and drawn swords circling the mission station. John Patton believed that even when he was surrounded by his enemies, the Lord was there to deliver him. Friends, we can endure suffering and trial because God looks out for us. Doesn't mean that we're going to avoid problems doesn't mean that we're going to be kept from all problems. But we know that God gives us a way of escape. That we can trust in Him. That even if our present circumstance doesn't change, we know that God is fighting on our behalf. And that we know that in the midst of that trial, that we can go to someone who understands. Hebrews 4, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Brother and sister, he has given us a great high priest, Jesus Christ, that we can go to during these times of difficulty. And we can know that we are empowered to live in a fallen world without despair. So what do you need deliverance from this morning? Maybe it's a habitual sin. Praise be to God that Christ has died to release you from sin and give you power over sin. And I encourage you that if you are in sin right now that to reach out to a pastor, reach out to a Christian friend, uh, schedule a counseling, a counseling session with one of our uh, biblical counselors so that we might help you walk in freedom in what Christ has given for us. Maybe it's an illness, or maybe it's temptation to give up your faith because of the lack of support you're getting from your family and friends. Friends, remember, God is here with you. Lift up your soul to Him. He is there, and He will protect you. And as we get ready to worship the Lord again through song. Maybe during this song is the time for you to ask for wisdom and guidance or reflect on the goodness of God, how he's already blessed you, how he's already called you out of your sinful dead state 
or how the world considers you worthy of being mistreated, but not the way God has protected you. And ask him for grace to be delivered and that you would suffer well for his namesake. Brother and sister, today we serve a good God. Please don't forget that. Meditate on it daily and know that he loves you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for the truth of your Son, Jesus Christ. And we pray, God, this morning that you inhabit our hearts. Remind us of your goodness. God, I pray right now if there's someone here who does not know you, that they see your goodness in the face of their sin. They see the sacrifice of your Son and know that in Christ they can be saved that they would not be put to shame, but they would have a forever home in you. I pray today would be the day of their salvation, that they would trust you. But Lord, help those of us who are about to go through a difficult time, difficult season. Help us to look at your goodness and be encouraged. In Jesus' name, amen. And then would you stand to your feet? Trust the sweetest friend, but only lean on Jesus' name. On Christ's solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness seems lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the day. On Christ's solid rock I stand, all other ground Solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh may I then in him be in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. 
ein Christ der Salvation, Rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. Ein Christ der Salvation, Rock I stand, all other ground Amen. Let's watch this video together. Thank you. 
brushing my teeth and using <laughs> I gargled hydrogen peroxide and uh, just kidding. Uh, we had a great week of Bible school and we had three kids indicate they prayed to receive Christ. Amen. That's exciting. And uh, so we're excited about what God has done. Thank you so much. And we can't help but say thank you to Christy Reed. I don't, there she is back there. Let's say good job, Christy. Yay! Again, thank you to all of our leaders. We had a wonderful week. Well, guests, we're glad that you're here today. If this is your first time, as Pastor Al uh, welcomed you earlier, we want to again remind you to go to our Next Steps desk with your completed Connect card. Uh, we want to meet you there, and I'll be hanging around there. If anybody wants to talk about trusting in Christ or church membership or baptism or anything, I would love to talk to you about that there. Also, in your uh, bulletin is a reminder for another fun activity coming up on July 14th. It's open to everybody. We encourage you to invite somebody to come along. Maybe, maybe you're one. Who's your one? The person. Maybe invite them and their family to our movie night out on the grounds. We'll have a great night uh, on the 14th. And we'll continue to have a great summer together through the Psalms. And just a reminder, due to the holiday, uh, the office is closed on Tuesday. So as we've worshipped together through the Word and through song, let us worship as we give. We are going to have an opportunity to give. If you uh, want to give electronically, there's a QR code in the pew in front of you. You can also scan the QR code there on the screen. Or if you're watching at home, uh, across the bottom of the screen, we hope that you will uh, take part in an opportunity to give of your tithes and offerings. Or as we are about to pass the plate. So let's pray as we give. Heavenly Father, thank you for all the generous uh, 
donations that we receive for our mission uh, uh, giving this week from the kids over $600 for Christmas backpacks. God, in the same way, may we be generous just like the kids displayed this week. Uh, even though in a silly way, it's an example of how we can be cheerful givers to the Lord and to your work. May you encourage us to be givers so that we can continue to do community outreaches like Bible school and support missionaries around the globe. So Lord, as we give, may this be an offering to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come set your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase in us, we pray, unveil why we're made. Come set our hearts ablaze with hope, like wildfire in our very souls. Holy Spirit, come and invade us now. We are your church. We need your power in us. Stand to your feet. We seek your kingdom first. We hunger and we thirst. We refuse to waste our lives.
streets and land set your church on fire win this nation back pinch the eye 